0: Welcome to the Disc Dump Podcast. I'm your host, Miles Trout, and I'm on a mission to declutter my house one disc at a time. Hello and welcome to the Disc Dump Podcast. I am your host, Miles Trout, as always. Uh, there are a lot of firsts for today's episode, but before I get into all that, I would like to introduce my guest today is Tanner Carmen. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. Thank you for having me, Miles. Oh,
0: thank you for being here. So there's a couple reasons this is a first. Number one is it is... Uh, fucking 9 a.m. <laughs> well, 10 now, but uh, it's pretty damn early. I usually do these late in the evening. And number two is that not only is it 9 a.m., but we're drinking beer at 9 a.m. <laughs> this, this is pretty wild. Um, today we're going to be talking about a series of games that are very specific to us, I think, and a lot of other people. What are we talking about today, Tanner? We're going to talk about Dark Alliance, uh, Baldur's Gate Dark
1: Alliance to be exact, and then we're going to roll into Champions of Narath and Champions Return
0: to Arms. Yes, I think this will be very exciting. I remember meeting you back in the day. These games like had a whole lot to do with how we met each other. I know! Because uh, we met, like, at the Renaissance Fair of all places pretty much, didn't no, we? No, we met before that. So Did we? sixth
1: grade is when we met. And yeah. And we met walking home. That's right. You wore a suit to picture day. <laughs> and I was like, this dude's got it going on. And we, so we realized that we both walked the same distance. I mean, you walked a little bit farther. And then it took off from there. I'll never forget. When it, like, snowed. I think it was, like, seventh or eighth grade, and it snowed. And it was me, you, Casey, and Aaron walking home. Mm-hmm. And it was when we would like have swimming, mm-hmm. and you had this gym bag, and you start swinging around. The one time and you're like, "Gungus Khan," and Aaron has this huge snowball and just It's right in my face, <laughs> and there's snow packed in your glasses. <laughs> yeah,
0: I knew that story was going to come up. Oh, today. man, that was a fond
1: memory. I know you weren't very happy about that. but I mean, I am now. It was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, yeah, that was the thing. And then uh, we had a field trip to the, run. the run Ren Fair, And you, for some reason, put a bunch of like scrunchies in your hair. Because you had long skater hair. Back then. Yes. Wow. Yeah. When I had hair. And the the lady on the, came on the bus to explain the rules. And you were talking. And she's like, you were there with the pointy things. <laughs> talking about the shit on your head. And she goes, shut up. <laughs> I
1: was actually a lot less well-behaved than I thought I was as like a student. You
0: definitely brought me out of my shell. <laughs> I always think of you as the guy who got me out of sweatpants. Because <laughs> I wore sweatpants Which every fucking day. Which is crazy because I met,
1: the first time I met you, you were in a full-blown suit. Yeah. You were like, doctor-
0: <laughs> (laughs) Dr. T. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, that's right. Used to call me Dr. T. Holy shit. But uh, bringing us forward a little bit, you would come over to my house and you'd ask me to borrow games, and I'd never had a friend who asked me for shit. (laughs) So I was just like, Tanner's cool. I want to be his friend. Yes. (laughs) yes you can and you picked up the game that has some wicked side boob on the cover just some big old jig look at the cover of dark Alliance the whole reason that I picked it up oh, in the first yeah. place is because there's just like <laughs> some some hardcore side boob on the cover and uh it's like the center of the cover and uh, you were like can I play this I was like it's not a very good game and you're like oh no it's fine I'm gonna I'm gonna play it and then the next day, you're like, dude, this is the greatest game.
1: It was, so, it, it, like I said before, like, it is so above its time, and it was Christmas on in July. Miles gave me this game, and I'm like, holy cow, this is the coolest game ever. It was basically DD, but on
0: PlayStation 2, which is exactly what I was looking for in life at that point. That's exactly what it is. It's made by the people who make D&D, and it was there. It's actually a super groundbreaking game, because it was the first time that d d was in... 3D.
1: So I never knew that it came from the D and D creators. Mm-hmm. It makes it even cooler.
0: Wizards of the Coast. Yeah, man, they uh, they do D and D and Magic the Gathering. I think Magic the Gathering's oh, garbage okay. personally, but yeah, that's uh, that's the card game. Yeah, okay. that's the one that the real nerds play. <laughs> <laughs> I've played it, but it's definitely not my cup of tea. So yeah, they uh, they made this game to be like. D&D for the first time people could see their D&D characters like in three dimensions Mm -hmm. moving around not just like a little tiny action figure or whatever. Yeah, so that's why this game was so groundbreaking. And I thought it was uncool to be a nerd. So I was like, my cool friend Tanner, who's in skateboarding and DDR, I'm going to be all right. Oh, God, DDR. <laughs> so I was like, this game's dumb. Meanwhile, I'm like, this game is pretty cool. And I think what really gave it such magic is that you could play it with your brother. And that's how you discovered that it was like the best co-op game ever.
1: It was definitely one of the first games that you could ever like you said play Mm co-op and that that is like the whole point like i play i play skyrim and stuff like that right now and you can't play with anybody else and and that sort of takes the fun out of gaming you Mm -hmm. know is to play and share that experience with someone else if not other people oh god as soon as i was able to play it with aaron and or you and then when we started playing together it was like i'd come up anytime we had a day off of school miles I'm coming up. We're playing Dark Alliance for the next 14 hours. Yeah, man. Like, we were
0: just looking at our old save files. It was like. 459 a.m. and like 6 a.m. and shit like we would play through the night every fucking yes. time that game was amazing and uh yeah we like you used to pick like the barbarian type right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep i was
1: i was only about being like the berserker like i go oh. in and just fuck shit up as much as possible Now i've definitely become more eclectic as
0: far as how i like to play my play styles mm-hmm. but
1: that was that was what i would go to back in the day
0: yeah man like i feel like i was almost always an archer like that was just my jam was to be an archer because I didn't like the idea of getting hurt mm-hmm. and somehow that experience <laughs> became more visceral to me like <laughs> I don't want to get hurt no <laughs> so I would just like stand behind people with shields and shoot people do you remember any like super hard points
1: yes so karn karn was um, the son of a bitch <laughs> yeah so he betrayed you at some point or another throughout the game and I don't remember like how he was significant mm-hmm. but basically I remember our strategy was I would go in with a shield stand in front of him, allow him to hit me as much as possible while miles in back of me, just shooting arrows. Yep,
0: that was how we did it. And yeah, I mean, it
1: worked out, but it would take, it, it almost took like, 20 to 30 minutes because yeah, of how strong he was tough. yeah he was
0: like the leader of the thieves guild in yeah. the beginning and in the very beginning of the game he bumps you in the head and like that's how the game starts as karn comes and bops you in the head and he goes let's kill him and then the guards come he goes oh never mind yeah
1: <laughs> and, and i think that's in like the the ale house or something like that too
0: yeah you end up in the tavern right away yeah. and there's like the the Elf Song Tavern. Oh yes, <laughs> just came back in my head, and there's like songs playing, and yep. the bartender had huge boobs, and she kept her money in it, and like she would just jiggle them for no reason. <laughs>
1: I mean, back at then, we were if not hitting puberty, but oh my gosh, it was, it was early just like, look at them titties Yeah, it was so. Oh man,
0: that was what it was all about. Was like even the f- you could choose between three characters. One of them was a chick, and the chick character was so hot, smoking. She was the reason that I got the game because she's on the cover, like swinging a sword but her boobs like half hanging out
1: and they're double d's for, not, oh, like, for
0: sure mm-hmm. for sure yeah <laughs> and she was fit Mm-mm. and you did it too right where you like pick that character and you just drop all the clothes off to see what she looks like mm-hmm. and she's wearing just rags like, not, <laughs> not to, to be to. like super weird but definitely, uh, like, we I mean, definitely back then, like you're like
1: oh my gosh get some side boob action and we
0: were like 14 like yeah. that's to be expected i mean
1: yeah Holy no shit. we were even younger than that like probably
0: like 12 or 13 years old yeah i mean i've in seventh grade, I don't know how old you are in seventh grade.
1: So you were always a year older than me.
0: Yeah, you're 28 then?
1: 27.
0: 27. Yeah. I just turned 29 because I'm fucking old. Yeah, so I'll turn 28 this year. Yeah, right on.
1: <laughs> hmm.
0: So, yeah, that was that was something. That was definitely worth us uh, going, ooh.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it was like Angelina Jolie and I was just like,
0: oh. Oh, my God, she was like the hottest chick in what the world the, back then. Was it like
1: primal, not primal fear, but it was something. And you saw like full on Angelina Jolie. You're just like, oh. There's several movies like that. I'll tell you all about that later. (laughs) Anyway.
0: Yeah, so I remember Karn was a son of a bitch. But the worst part of the game was when there was like pedestals you had to jump across. Do you remember that shit? Oh, and the... the they would drop it was like
1: tiles and they would drop out if you didn't stand on the right one. Essentially. Yeah.
0: And like they would flash and then drop and you didn't have enough time to like react to mm-hmm. them. We did that shit for like a whole night trying to get through it. One it was time.
1: definitely one of those situations where you get to get to this point and you have to save no matter what. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I think there was one point where we thought we were going to, like, trick the game, and we saved halfway through it.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just didn't work out. No,
1: we saved, like, on a spot that we kept falling and falling and falling, and then we had to, like, start over from an even farther point.
0: Yeah, you're right. and we didn't know what recall potions yeah, were yep. for the longest time, so we would, like, go back to the save point behind yes. it and have to jump back across yes. those fucking pedestals.
1: Because yes. <laughs> once you, like, in the game, once you reach, like, a certain checkpoint... Like your most recent checkpoint you can recall back to, I believe that takes
0: you back to the store. I think. Oh, it's right! You're and right. So we'd be overcumbered, like we'd have too much shit. Mm-hmm. So we'd want to go back and we just try and do the hardest part of the game <laughs> over and over and over until we figured out that we could just like pop back there and pop in. Oh man, those games are the best. Mm-hmm. And the uh, there was a beholder at one point, a big purple guy with a bunch of eyeballs yes. and shit. Oh my god, those games were so fucking cool. But the natural progression of those games was, like, turned into, I think, was Dark Alliance 2 next, or did we go Champions and Wrath next?
1: No, it was definitely Dark Alliance 2, but Dark
0: Alliance 2 was really hard to find. Um, That's right. It was, like, super
1: expensive back then. Yeah, there was a point in time where, one, you couldn't find it. Like, you go, that was when Blockbuster and Hollywood Mm -hmm. Hollywood Video was still around. It was always rented out. And I think, I honestly remember, I think I went there the one day with my dad, and I'm, like, oh, my God, It's Dark Lions too. Yeah, <laughs> And I rented it, and I started playing it. I don't think I played it with Miles at that point, but, like, I played it. And I'm like, this is not as fun. No. But you had to give it some time. There are a lot of good storylines in Dark Lions too. Um Bloodmire Manor being one of those.
0: Yeah, buddy.
1: The I, vampires.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I remember I played it solo once, and I kept the, like... I didn't buy any weapons for the longest time because I wanted to buy the biggest weapon. Yeah. I did all of Bloodmire Manor with an axe that did 1 to 3 damage. <laughs> it took so fucking long.
1: And to put that in context for for those that are listening, like Bloodmire Manor is I think it's like the very last like big quest that you do before you take on like
0: It's the like last the first boss. big quest. Oh, it is the it's first. It's like the big first quest. big quest. Okay, yeah. okay. So I didn't buy anything like usually you progressively just buy the next best shit mm-hmm. but in that one i didn't want to buy anything because i was saving up my money for the best shit i could buy and <laughs> it was so hard i'd like run up to an enemy and then run backwards until you would like be alone and i'd have to run, run. around <laughs> take one at a time <laughs> taking one at a time about 200 fucking people in that and uh what i didn't like about dark alliance 2 was your money was joint when you were co oping Do oh, you remember true. that
1: my least favorite part about it was that I always wanted to play with the necromancer because mm. I, I just thought that was such a unique character on such a, an early stage at the game, and he held this
0: book the so, entire yeah. time. Like you, you only could use one hand. Yeah, for anything.
1: it was. You couldn't have mm-hmm. a bow. Like you basically were were restricted to just a sword or or the one handed weapon, mm-hmm. and that was really frustrating. But I think at, at one point or another, I did play the whole way through with the necromancer. It was it, enjoyable. You got to, like, create your own dead skeletons. and
0: I, Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah we like called we beat people it, from the dead. Yeah, when we beat it, that's how we did it was because we, well, I think we put in some cheat codes, too. But yeah. we would literally run around in circles away from the bad guy, and you just kept summoning skeletons. <laughs> <laughs> they would hit him once, and he'd hit them once, and they'd die. <laughs> it just took hours. But you just keep them. going. <laughs> yeah, just as long as you could avoid him,
1: you were good. But the joint, the joint money thing, it definitely played a helpful role. At the mm. same time, though, it, it was annoying.
0: Because you had to, like, negotiate, I'm yeah. going to buy this now. Yeah. And the other person like, I'm trying to buy this. Yep.
1: And, oh, my gosh, yes, I do remember that happening. Like,
0: you didn't have joint inventory. You just had joint money. Mm-hmm. And that shit was super annoying. Because <laughs> I'm going to sell this, even though it's our best thing, because we need money, so you can buy that. And then, like, it was just a constant balance. One person was stronger than the other.
1: It did make the, the team like team approach a little bit more realistic. Like you guys Mm. were really working together to get through these, but Mm. you're right. It it was fairly annoying.
0: And then Wizards of the Coast was like, we hear you. That shit's fucking annoying. And they made champions in a wrath where they got rid of it. And I feel like the, what made champions more, we definitely played that one more. Mm -hmm. What made that one more enjoyable was that, the character creation was so much more in-depth. Yes, yes. You could, like, give your dude mohawks and yeah. shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it was, like, the first time you were able to pick from, like, seven different races. And, mm-hmm. yes, you could you could put mohawks. You could have, um, like, tattoos on their face. Mm-hmm. Like, it was really about, like, personalizing your character. But Champions was one of those games that you could, you could choose your side. Like, mm-hmm. I think at the very beginning, you could pick light or dark.
0: That's Champions 2. Oh,
1: okay, okay.
0: Yeah, Champions 1, you couldn't really do that. But... You'd put all this, all this effort and detail into like what you look like shirtless and stuff, yes. and you're wearing big heavy armor anyway, and it's a top-down view, so you really don't see no, any of your no. details that you put into it anyway. But man, that game was the shit. And that came out in like 2003. 2003. So it was really,
1: honestly, like this was probably when I think about PlayStation Two and my most favorite games. This was probably by far my most favorite
0: game. I'm, I'm on a similar. It's definitely in the top five. Yeah. I yeah, didn't... you played a lot more than I did. Like
1: I really, I would buy the games. You'd borrow the games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I restricted myself. Like I knew what type of games I wanted to play, and it mm-hmm. was Dark Alliance, Champions, and then I mean here and there.
0: I mean, Some you were like games. a closet nerd back oh, then. I was because you were was. you were so concerned about seeming cool
1: and shit. Well, it wasn't even that. Like at the same time, though, I didn't want yeah I guess I guess it was you were like, like playing that.
0: baseball and shit, yeah. and you were like hanging out with the I'd cool live kids. two different
1: lives <laughs> mm-hmm. i got
0: to I got to have nerd tanner
1: I wouldn't trade him <laughs> speaking of baseball games, I'll never forget miles would show to my I know this is totally off track, but miles would show to my baseball games with this big like Chinese like rice <laughs> farmer hat on and it was just a classic every oh it time. was
0: a uh, no, it wasn't a Chinese it was a uh, sombrero yeah that. <laughs> I showed up to one with a pink mohawk once. Oh, my God. My
1: mom still remembers Miles. As the, yep. The mohawk Miles. Pink mohawk. Yep.
0: <laughs> I, like, I was a total, like, recluse shut-in, and then I met you, and you're like, Miles, these are jeans. I'm going to give you a pair of jeans.
1: <laughs> and it took off from there. Miles owns so many jeans nowadays. Yeah, now I
0: do. I, <laughs> boy, do I own jeans, let me tell you. <laughs> but you, like, I don't think I did any shopping between 7th and 10th grade. Like, you just gave me so much clothing all the time. Yeah. Oh, man. Everyone needs a friend like Tanner sometimes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Everyone needs a friend like Miles, though.
0: Oh, well, that's also true for sure. This is a symbiotic friendship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then when we went to play Champions 2, right? Mm-hmm. The first time we went to play it, we tried mm-hmm. to play with Anthony DeFabio. Yeah. Do you remember that? I we do. And we pierced his ears, and then he got in trouble. <laughs> oh, my
1: God. You were there that night.
0: I was there that Holy night. Holy
1: cow. And
0: I got the splitter so that uh, four people could play yes. at once, but there's only three of us, but still. Or was someone else there? Was Garrett there? Uh,
1: no. Garrett never really played. Game. No. I, it definitely was the three of us, because Fabio, out of all my other friends, happened to be the one that was a closet nerd as well. Was he? Yes. Oh, yes. Very much so. And hmm. um, I remember we played that night. <laughs> Pierce's ears told his mom, and his mom's like, I'm coming to get you. Yeah. <laughs> no was more This is a midnight. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, my out. <laughs> yeah,
0: man, he was he was like, I don't understand what's a big deal. And she's like, do you want to be a professional football player? That is they exactly don't they have earrings. Was. It's that like, what are, are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and they all, wear earrings, they these all wear earrings when you watch
1: the NFL. <laughs> yeah, it was so silly.
0: Anyway, yeah, not yeah. to talk trash on mm-hmm. Fabia's mom. I'm sure she had her reasons. Yeah, very nice lady. I've, I've never met her. So we tried to play this game with Anthony, and you had to have beaten champions on the hardest mode to start Champions 2, I feel like. Because it was so fucking hard. Yes.
1: And Champions 2 was the first one where I think you were really able to transfer over characters from mm-hmm. previous games into that. And, and I think they purposely did that so that mm-hmm. you could play the game. But they made it so incredibly hard. It was, it was almost impossible.
0: Well, I think the reason that the game is like that is because it was one of the first online games. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so if oh, you had yeah. PS2 online, you could... Call up your friends on your DSL. And yeah. Your your yeah the the terrible AOL messenger mm-hmm. sounds and shit. You would call them up. Everyone would try and get online at the same time and have a hell of a time. But then you had four people all the time. Is the theory.
1: And that is exactly why Snowblind and Wizards of the Coast that they were so ahead of their time. But they mm-hmm. were they were innovators and they were thinking like that. And I didn't even know that PS2 had.
0: Online? Online platform. Yeah, it was it was bad. Yeah, I <laughs> uh, can imagine. You had to plug a phone jack into the back of your PS2. Like, you ever look at the back of your PS2 as yes. a phone jack? That's, That's why. awesome And it would be so laggy and shitty. Like, it was bad. Actually, I read an article that was like, PS2 online is officially dead. And they, like... Went out and with a bang, like they put story? all kinds of crazy <laughs> shit in all these games, like just wow, yeah. Like I forget what was the first one was um, Unreal Unreal Tournament. That was one of the first online games huh. where people could play with each other. I only know about it because I watched X Play a lot.
1: X Play X Play
0: X Play was the video game review channel oh, or, or yeah on like, G Four. or Okay, whatever. I
1: do remember that. Yeah,
0: I used to watch that and they Before would talk Ninja about. It was cool. Yeah, back in the day. <laughs> so yeah, that was uh, that was why that game was so fucking hard was because he had to play it online but oh that article that when i was reading that article it was like a year ago (laughs) it was not that long ago that they shut down ps2 online yeah people were still fucking playing it mostly i'm sure like japanese people and stuff but diehards yeah but it's
1: but there's some great ps2 games well now ps 5s coming out and you're able to play the whole way
0: through really you can play like ps1 yeah you can
1: down like you can burn them onto your playstation 5 oh shit yeah so like it it all goes onto your stores and stuff so i mean granted if your cd is totally scratched and, and done you can still get it onto the ps5 and play it
0: that's pretty rad i know i might need to get that one i skipped ps3 and 4 I have a PS4. PS4, you know, I had, I was an
1: Xbox boy for the longest time. Now, PS1 and PS2 were my, my first game consoles outside of Sega and Sega Genesis, maybe.
0: I have one of those behind me, by the way. We'll so have to rock awesome. out on one of those. So cool.
1: Yeah. Um, but PS4 came around, and I don't know. I don't know why I decided to make the jump, but it's a vastly superior machine yeah. like it really is it's not as user-friendly as xbox that's for sure but you don't think so i don't think so at all like to figure out how to turn your remote off is a task in and of itself
0: i mean it's kind of like that for the playstation 2 or for the xbox 2 it's no. it's a challenge but the only reason i like i was looking at all of they had like this big rivalry going they were going to drop like the same fucking day yeah. and i was watching all this shit and i was like my friend tim who was on a previous episode i was like tim the Xbox is, like, not even close to as good. Like, look at all these stats and stuff. This is a way superior machine. He's like, I don't like PlayStation, so I'm going to get an Xbox. And I was like, but don't you think we should get the better one? He's like, no, I think I'm going to just get an Xbox. I'm used to this. I like the controller better. The and controller was a The controller kick, is better, but that son of a bitch now has a playstation and i'm stuck here with this goddamn xbox oh i did the same thing my little brother (laughs) my mom my
1: mom one christmas goes all right which console should we get him? xbox one or the ps4 and at that point i was like gung-ho about xbox i'm like microsoft xbox one get him that and a year later i buy a ps4
0: (laughs) yeah i was i i kind of wish i had one because the original content but Mm -hmm. now sony's selling their shit so like I have Crash Bandicoot for the Xbox One. I'm wow. about to buy Spyro for the Xbox One. I'm pretty stoked. Like, the remakes of all those games. That is cool. Yeah, I'm pretty into that shit, but...
1: I do remember that about Champions Return to Arms, because you get really... And Snowblind, when you look at these games, they all came out within... A couple of years of each other, yeah, for sure. like, they were on it. They were on it, uh, so... They were huge successes. To give you an idea, Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance came out in 2001, and Champions Return to Arms came out in 2004. So these were like, yeah they were progressing yearly and it was it and was there's awesome.
0: huge jumps between each one yes. in like how much effort they put into it
1: the effort and the like gameplay like it, it just got better and better honestly I, it made me like um, a bit of a spoiled brat when it came to games especially PS2 mm-hmm. and how that gameplay was and then Skyrim came out not too long after well
0: quite a while after yeah it was like 2000 <laughs> like ten years later yeah 2010 and it was like whoa. Mm -hmm. Skyrim Mm -hmm. is still my I introduced my girlfriend to skyrim and she has not stopped playing it i was playing it and she goes i kind of want to try it and i haven't gotten to play it in many many months that
1: was actually a selling point for when i met my my now fiance she was like oh i play skyrim i'm like you're it (laughs) you've won (laughs) you are the winner congratulations by the
0: way (laughs) thank you how long have you two been together
1: uh it'll be five years in july well september we met in july but Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's been a long long time my longest relationship that's for sure
0: well i'm glad that you're happy man that makes me so happy thank you Fantastic. And you, uh, so on a similar note, not com- maybe a total change, I don't know. So you were a college boy. You just graduated uh, grad school, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's also a huge accomplishment. Congratulations mm, thank on you. that. Thank you. But uh, that means you were a college boy and you were in a fraternity now.
1: I was. I was. I was a bit of a. Party Boy, Cavalier, Playboy, whatever you want to call it.
0: Uh, yeah, you're definitely not Tony Stark, bro. Let's tone that down. No, not Tony Stark. Not Tony <laughs> Stark. But Well, um, I have a, a bit of hazing for you myself to today. Are you excited? <laughs> yeah. We're sure. going to have another segment of Terrible Drink. And
1: see, you know, this is super relevant because I, I was a part of the super weird... Drink yeah, era you were, for sure. Miles, you know, would come up. We would we would enjoy ourselves with various recreational activities, and Miles would then be like, "All right, it's time to try this drink." Yeah, <laughs> <I'm like, laughs> I will okay. bring you a
0: water and whatever. Is... Yeah. yeah, and it
1: was they were definitely some odd drinks. But
0: so for anyone who didn't listen to uh episode two, terrible drink segment is we I get a fucking weird drink that is reminiscent of my childhood because my mom would buy weird <laughs> drinks, but she'd buy them by the case because they were cheaper that way. And she'd say, if you like it, I'll go get more. So everyone was like an experiment, like, hey, do you want to try this drink? And very frequently it was a terrible drink. So, Some were um, hits. Some were hits. hits for sure. Uh, like I remember one of them was Wild Thing Energy Drink was – not my thing. It was pretty gross. Anyway, uh, that was an energy drink designed to boost your libido, which I don't think my mother knew when she bought it for me. Anyway, so uh, why don't you go ahead and describe what the terrible drink we're going to try today is, Tanner? All right.
1: So without putting a brand out there, we're looking at something like a I want to say it like a dragon fruit. So the the way it's pronounced,
0: we have guana banana, <laughs> guana banana, <laughs> or sour sop. Soursop So this is a. Biz- I used to work in a grocery store Where they sold obscure fruit And I've never seen this thing <laughs> I have no idea what it
1: is Yeah the ingredients
0: are They're suspect Are they What do, you, what do they say on them Well I
1: mean So we've got s- Soursop puree What is soursop? It's a fruit Oh Maybe that's the fruit That we're about to drink though.
0: Yeah cause it's Soursop nectar I think is what it says on and it And then your classic High fructose
1: corn syrup Of course uh, Modified cornstarch uh, some vitamin C for for that scurvy, and then water. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Well, uh, let's get it started here. All right.
1: we'll Crack it open. Well, this has the fancy glasses
0: for. We us, got some so. some wine glasses out for this experience. As cleanse well as. our
1: palates to have an authentic taste.
0: Oh, okay.
1: It, okay. So let's,
0: describe this. Oh my God, it's murky. <laughs> I'm wondering
1: if it's like. Expensive.
0: No, I just okay. bought it All yesterday. right, and we're good there, but it is, like... It's murky as shit. It's, okay, it's white-ish
1: beige. If you mixed a glass of, like, water with two teaspoons of milk... Oh, bro, m- this, Maybe that's what you have. This smells so bad. And, and, okay. and the, so the other part it, is, is when you look it. at Miles' glass... <laughs> Imagine the experiment you did as a young kid with oil and water.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and Mine is so thick. Miles
1: has like a very dark bottom with a very mixed light top. It's, like, <laughs> it's
0: like we're freshwater and seawater mix. This <laughs> is like clear.
1: So we're going to give us a whirl.
0: What does it smell like?
1: Um, oh, it smells so bad. It doesn't smell good.
0: Do you want to mix our glasses a little bit just to Yeah, like make to help Miles out.
1: Hopefully we don't make a mess.
0: Oh, there we go. Well, and, and uh, yeah, there we go. That looks about right. We're about the same now. Okay, yeah. yeah. Same yeah. levels of murk. Do you
1: want some in yours, too?
0: Oh uh, Sure. There we go. Yep.
1: All right. This <laughs> all is right. super murky. Oh,
0: my God. All right. Cheers yep. to terrible drink.
1: Okay. Well.
0: Huh. You know, it smells terrible.
1: It was surprisingly pleasant.
0: Yeah, that wasn't bad at it's all. It's
1: actually really good.
0: Yeah. Huh. The aftertaste is... Mm, it smells like my grandparents' house. <laughs> it
1: smells like water that's been sitting in a cup in your room for, like, months on end. Yeah, and or then
0: you're desperate and you need to take a sip. It kind of tastes like that, too, actually. It's it, is this the whole can? It's good. No. I wonder if the viscosity changes.
1: Should we pour the rest yeah, of it out? Yeah, hook
0: me up with a little bit more. Oh, it definitely does. It's so oh, thick. Oh, wow. Oh, my God.
1: Oh, God. We
0: should have shaken it up. Yeah. I don't know. Do I want more? Probably not. Oh,
1: God. I'm wondering what...
0: What the fuck is this fruit, bro?
1: So it kind of... The drink itself almost looks like the inside of the fruit. But what's really throwing me off is the separation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that
0: last ingredient, water. That's in there for a reason.
1: And, like, I'm telling you... It really does look like the oil and water. Like, you, you have one end that's just water.
0: Uh, let's take a picture of our glasses so I can post it. Yeah. This is rough. Here we go. Yeah, this is, I mean,
1: by far one of the better tasting weird drinks that Miles has, yeah. has handed me.
0: Which one was mine? Oh, God. I think mine was the shorter one. I think I gave you the bigger one on purpose because I was afraid. I think you gave me the shorter one. Did I? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're right because I had the letters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so, yeah, I mean, overall... You don't have to drink it, but I'm definitely going to give it a try. I another will, you know,
1: I'll open up, and just chug it, but I, I, overall, I'm I'm pleased with it. It's it tastes, not bad.
0: It tastes so much better than it looks. <laughs> I picked this
1: specific drink because I wanted a bad tasting one to get a good reaction, but I think our reaction was very candid in that
0: it was yeah, that wasn't too bad. But I gave him a choice of I, I. have a collection of terrible drinks that I'm preparing for this podcast. So <laughs> praise yourselves, y'all. Oh
1: yeah, there's some good ones.
0: But that was it. Smells fucking terrible. So it is. It's Goya. Goya Isn't that brand the rice company. They are the foreign foods company. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Goya brand sour nectar. Yeah. Or banana. Wanna Wanna banana banana. No, <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm just surprised that it tastes good.
0: Yeah, that was wild. I love that segment when you did
1: that with Tim. I was like,
0: oh, this is a great idea. It's the only one I got a lot of positive feedback about. Well, it's so relevant
1: because, I mean, for for us that have been friends with you for years upon years and we've experienced the weird drink phenomenon, (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was so cool and creative.
0: Yeah, man, thanks. So, uh, you want to talk about what we just watched? Oh, my gosh, yes. This is
1: exciting, too.
0: This was unintentionally amazing timing because
1: so miles tells me that there is a boulders gate dark alliance 3 coming out yeah for all
0: consoles like yeah. this is this is huge news dude for serious i didn't i just was like typing in on youtube dark alliance to like just get a little, a little yeah. background you know figure out what we're talking about and this tra- it was like 2020 trailer and i was like no what <laughs> stop <laughs> fan made Dude, it's so fucking crazy. It's, it's gonna legit. be uh, it's gonna be the preview for this week's episode. So I'm sure that many of you will have seen it. If not, you need to go to the Disc Dump podcast fans and check it out on Facebook. Yeah, if
1: you're if you I mean if you're friends, fans of of Baldur's Gate, like if you've been playing as long as we have, or S O Skyrim, this is gonna be the next the next big thing. This yeah. is huge. Yeah,
0: huge installment. So uh, not to spoil what it is, but. There's some relevance here, and it's going to lead us into how this podcast is kind of going to end. Um, the person in the forefront of this commercial is he's got something inside of him that works its way out, and it turns out it's something called a mind flare. Do you know what a mind flare is?
1: Stranger Things. Stranger. Oh, shit, it
0: is a Stranger <laughs> oh, Things. Also, it's
1: a D&D thing, too. It's a
0: DD thing. Oh, yes. Wow. D- since D&D makes these games, they're my favorite monster because they are like aliens yeah they're squid aliens that's what that, exactly like, what it looked like eat people's brains and shit they're so fucking cool that's why like in the background you could see there's a whole bunch of them flying and shit oh. and then there's a big tentacled monster behind them
1: dude i'm so stoked i am too and and you know the gra- obviously the graphics are going to be next level mm. but I'm, I'm just excited to see how the gameplay is and stuff i imagine that you can play online like you could with ps2 network and, and all that good stuff oh for sure
0: like. I uh, actually just passed up buying the remakes of these games yesterday because it was $60 and I already own them. Mm-hmm. But they just, like, re-upped the graphics and shit. And, for
1: PS2? Mm,
0: well, for no, for the new ones, the new systems. Wow. Yeah, so we might have to get those games and fucking play that shit. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that
1: they would do something like that.
0: I didn't either. I saw it and I was like, oh, my God, this is $60 and I'm going to Vegas in a couple weeks. Do you weeks, get all, so like,
1: is it only one game? or? Only? It's one
0: and two. One and two. I'm not going to lie. Like, if you could have mixed
1: one and two together, Baldur's Gate, Dark Alliance 1, and Mm -hmm. Dark Alliance 2, it would have made the ultimate game. It really would. Um, The storylines in in Dark Alliance 2 were much more complex. They were a little bit more um, exciting, in a sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas Dark Alliance 1, you can tell that this was just really like a beta. Like, they wanted to see how it was
0: going to go and and see what kind of following they were going to get. It was super groundbreaking, though, because it was... Yeah, they... Like I said earlier, that it was the first attempt to make a game that was your D&D character's and uh i heard this could not be true i don't know but i heard that if it would have failed it would have sunk the company like they put everything they had into it
1: uh, it makes sense i mm-hmm. mean when you think about your ps2 games now else outs- even outside of just games like this like resident evil was a crazy game mm-hmm. that used to scare me when i would play it i only <laughs> yeah. got like halfway through it yeah um you had your need for speed underground which was a classic as well but this game itself like it was just so unique. And totally there was different. no other game like it. Mm-hmm. I, you know, there was Lord of the Rings tried to do a couple PS2 games. They did the Fellowship of the Ring, and then they did the Return of the King, and that one was really good. Oh, man, yeah. It followed the storyline of the movie and stuff like that, whereas, like, this was just so more... It, it was more personalized, even though it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, you could change your armor. You could get different weapons. Oh, yeah. And I'll never forget... When you battle Karn, going back to that, you he drops this uh, sword of fire and ice or something like that. Yeah. And it was so cool because it would light up with fire and it would be like snowy ice and you'd be hitting these guys. It, it was just awesome.
0: Dude, I just remembered. Do you remember why we were so mad at Karn after we beat him the first time? Because when he dies... You like, let your guard down and you stand there, and he like wakes up one last time and he throws two stars at you and they can kill you in one hit. But it happened. And then it happened. So, yeah, that shit was fucking wild. I remember that. Like, we Mm. were so fucking pissed. Like,
1: you finished this battle that not only took you about 30 minutes. Then I don't know just simply, like, standing there, taking the hit while Miles is in the back, shooting arrows Hundreds over and over. And, and mind you, we've ran out of arrows. Like oh, we, yeah. we definitely did. Mm-hmm. So then it became a game of, like, all right, I'm going to hit you once, run away for a really long time, and let my heal. Because the way the health works is it, it would eventually go up if you stood still long enough. Like, it just worked its way up. Mm-hmm. But... You're at, slow recovery yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you run out of potions and you're running around and eventually you kill him but then lo and behold he hops back up there's two ninja stars and, and then down. he dies yeah
0: <laughs> and he dies right away after that so you just got to be ready for those yeah. last two fucking star. oh my god karn was the worst the karn was so bad that i remember i named one of my next characters karn killer yeah, yeah. <laughs> and
1: uh, honestly He's the the biggest boss that I remember, and he wasn't he was nearly super early. the biggest. Yeah. No, yeah, he was super early yeah. in the
0: game, but he was the hardest
1: by a landslide. I think it was just because of how early on you were in the game. You didn't have a lot going on, and Karn was just so, like, overpowered that it was difficult. It was so hard.
0: Like we've been saying, it's a lot like D&D, mm-hmm. so uh, I have a surprise for Mr. Tanner here. He, have you ever played Dungeons & Dragons?
1: No, no, I haven't, and, you know... When I think about this game, I always wanted to play D and D, and this was the closest that I got to it. So now this this is like an opportunity for me to to realize one of my biggest dreams.
0: Yes, for sure. <laughs> so we're gonna I'm gonna teach him D and D Junior, is what we're gonna call it. Cool. So it's not the official rules because there are literally textbooks of them. See those books over there with the red on their thing? Oh. Those are all rule books wow. for D and D. Yeah. So it's it's uh, different levels of immersion, <laughs> for sure. But I'm just gonna teach you the absolute basics but Mm -hmm. uh first we're going to take a quick break hey guys i just wanted to take a minute out of the podcast to thank you all for listening i know that dungeons and dragons isn't going to be everybody's thing and i figure a lot of you are probably going to turn it off at this point if you don't want to hear me teach tanner how to play dungeons and dragons i also was so excited to get to the Dungeons & Dragons part, I forgot the whole format of my own show. So I am deciding whether or not I'm going to keep or dump the Dark Alliance and Champions of Nerath games. And the conclusion I've come to is I'm extremely likely to play all of these games again with the exception of Champions of Narath 2. Champions of Nerath 2 is... Way too hard to do by yourself, and I highly doubt I will be able to get four people together to play through the first game twice before we're strong enough to play the second game. So uh that's the conclusion is I'm keeping three of the four games. Thank you guys so much and enjoy me teaching Tanner how to play Dungeons and Dragons. So you said you have no experience whatsoever with D? Never ever. Okay, so I have created for you a character sheet. Now, this is D&D Jr., everybody. Don't criticize me because the rules are slightly different because Mm -hmm. I don't have time to teach him 100,000 rules. So, uh, I've named you Tanner the Rogue, as you see right there. Uh, The first thing you'll see in that box is called AC. That stands for Armor Class. Okay. So, in order to hit you, like if someone shoots a bow at you or whatever... They have to meet or succeed that number. And what number is your armor class? 12. 12 is correct. (laughs) So in order to do that, they have to hit, they have to roll that. But I suppose I should explain the dice first. See this golf ball right here? Yep. That is your D20. This is the most important dice you have. Okay. In order to do anything in this game, you will roll this and add a number off of your character sheet. Does that make sense?
1: Which numbers am I adding off of? It
0: depends on what you're doing okay okay so okay. ac it would be um your your armor class so next to that is your hit points mm-hmm. you've played video games yep that's your life okay your maximum is 30 yep. so if you heal yourself you can't go over 30 okay underneath that are your other stats mm-hmm. so there is strength dexterity wisdom and charisma okay. usually there's a couple more but I just am dumbing it down a little D&D bit. D and D junior. D and D junior. So strength would be your ability to pick things up, put things down. Um, if you uh, <laughs> if you're swinging swords and stuff, most of the time that's what it would be, as long as it's not it doesn't involve a whole lot of finesse. It would be how strong you are swinging an axe to crush someone's head or whatever, whatever. Dexterity is uh, your ability to maneuver. Or uh, if you're using your hands to do something slick. Like dodge something. Dodging something, yeah. So dexterity is important. Dexterity actually improves your armor class. Wow. So everyone starts at 10, and then whatever your dexterity is, you add that to your armor class, and that's how hard it is to hit you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Wisdom, uh, for the purposes of this one, will be all of your mental stuff. Anytime (laughs) that you have to figure something out, or if you're like... uh, investigating something whatever for those
1: of you listening at home I have a wisdom of zero that is correct <laughs>
0: <laughs> you have to give somebody something bad so yeah. wisdom is your bad one Works for me. and then the last one there is charisma okay charisma is anytime you're talking to people okay. basically like so
1: speechcraft
0: yes that's your speechcraft yeah, so, speech so charisma could be like I'm trying to deceive somebody Ooh. or it could be I'm trying to seduce somebody persuasion persuade somebody okay. exactly gotcha. okay. exactly okay. So those are your primary stats. So when you roll this dice, uh, you would your d twenty. You're gonna add one of those numbers to it to see how successful you are.
1: During my attack,
0: whether it's an attack or whatever, if you're talking to a barkeeper and you want to persuade oh. them, you would add your charisma. Okay. If you are in a room gotcha. looking for clues, you would roll for wisdom. wisdom. Does that make sense? Yes. So your D20 is your most important dice, okay. and then you add those numbers to your D20 to determine how successful you are at things. Okay. Does that make sense? At a certain task. At a certain task. So that's why you're rolling these dice all the time. Okay. And for the purposes of this podcast, we're going to roll in boxes to make it less intense mm-hmm. on the uh, the old ears. Um, so they uh, we also play with these things called miniatures, which are tiny little statues that I painstakingly paint with magnifying they're glass awesome. glasses. Thank you. They're just tiny, tiny action figures that come unpainted because they're sons of bitches. And they tell <laughs> you that, Oh, it'll be better if you paint it yourself. Those fucking liars. You can see these
1: being very difficult
0: to paint. It takes hours, <laughs> just hours and hours. And I have thousands of yeah, them. Yeah. He has quite a collection. And I have very thousands cool of them. I always was into action figures when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So this is like a
1: grown man's like paradise.
0: Yes. That's cool. So, um, I don't need to get into the history of D&D, but it's it literally was grown ass man playing with action figures. But <laughs> um, <laughs> So then um underneath all of your stats are going to be your inventory. Okay. So you have five throwing daggers. Obviously, when you throw them, you're going to first see if you can hit. So that would be you roll your d20, which a uh, dice 20, d20. So you would roll that and then um To see if you hit, you would add your dexterity because it's like a throwy thing. Okay. Does that make sense? So it's Mm -hmm. all about finesse. Mm -hmm. So that would be uh, your dexterity plus Plus the roll. roll. And then this one down here where it says 1d4 plus Mm -hmm. 2. A d4 is your little pyramid dice because it has four sides on it. So when you do damage, say you roll your 20 and you hit right yep. then you would roll for damage so then you would roll your little d4 and then you would add two to whatever that is because that's your dexterity number
1: okay
0: does that make sense yeah yeah so that's how that works a rapier which is your other weapon that's your stabby thing you have a stabby sword but because it's not a swingy sword and it's a stabby sword that's also dexterity based okay because wow. because you're playing a rogue you're all dexterity everything's dexterity okay. so that would be a d8 plus two because two is your dexterity okay make sense yeah cool good d8 a d8 is your double pyramid this one yep okay because you see how the pyramid's four d8 is two of those glued together basically yep cool and uh, i have i'm giving you one healing potion in case you get fucked up yes and uh those aren't the stats for a regular healing potion, but what that would be is you roll a D6, which is the normal people dice, that yellow guy right there. Yep. Normal people dice. I call them the normal people dice. <laughs> they are normal. So uh, it's a normal dice. You would roll that, and then you would add four, and that's how much healing you would get from Hold that. On my HP. Yep. Got it. Makes sense? Yep. So because you're a rogue, you have a special skill. So you have what's called sneak attack. Yes. So to do sneak attack, you have to be hidden. So you would have to roll a dexterity to see if you can hide right what okay so uh whether you're uh you're hiding in one way or another it would determine like there would be a contest to see if the person who's looking for you can see you so i would roll a dice and you would also roll a dice to see if you can beat my roll to hide so if
1: i score higher on my roll i'm hiding whereas if you scored higher you're seeing me
0: correct got it so uh for the purposes of this game i will be rolling wisdom and you will be rolling dexterity. So that's like a contest, you see? okay. So this is how D&D works. I love it. Yeah, this is super simplified, but this is how D&D works. You roll a dice, you add a number off your paper, and that's what happens.
1: That is a very good tutorial.
0: Yes, thank you. So um, the way that this is going to work is I'm going to give you a little scene beforehand. Yes. And uh, this is all acting. They call it a role-playing game. So now you are Tanner the Rogue get into character here we go you're a rogue so rogues are sneaky but they're also charismatic and they uh, they're good at hiding but they're good at talking too okay and they're good at dexterity so if like you're trying to pickpocket somebody you could do that as a rogue pretty easily compared to someone who's a barbarian who is not good at pickpocketing cool make sense yeah okay so here we go I'm making this up on the spot so forgive me for not creating a super cohesive story you walk into the elf song tavern (laughs) yes and you hear the melodic tones oh okay hold on before i go on i'm sorry i am playing the role of dungeon master so i am the narrator of the story and i'm the person who determines if whatever you want to do can happen or not okay so if ever you want to do anything anything at all Be like, I want to drop my pants and smack my ass and be like, look at this. (laughs) I would tell you what to roll to see if you're successful at doing that. You could do anything you want in this world. Now, normally when you're playing
1: like the big boy version of this, you have – do you have some type of script to read from?
0: I write my own scripts. Cool. Yeah. There are books that are just giant scripts of what the DM should do Mm -hmm. under each circumstance and you still kind of have to make stuff up, but they come pretty prepared. So I have a couple of those books. I don't like to use them Ooh. because I'm a writer by trade. Yeah. So I like to create my own stories. But I today we're going to play Dark Alliance. Yeah. <laughs> so sort of, sort of. Mm. Um. So you go into uh, – so my role is just to tell the story and you interact with my story. Is okay. basically – see why if I'm a writer, this is the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, it's good <laughs> practice. <laughs> okay. So um, you walk into the Elf Song Tavern. You hear – The melodic tones of an elf ghost just slowly singing to you, speaking Elvish. But your character does not know Elvish. Eventually, it even gets into what languages you know and shit. It's pretty in-depth. So you walk in, and you are looking for work. There is a very busty lady standing at the bar, and there is a guy sleeping at a table with an ale in hand. And there's a guy looking at a fire in an armchair, and he looks pretty grim. So roll me. This is the first roll. You're Mm going to pick up your d20, and you're going to roll in the box and roll me a wisdom to see what you observe beyond that. So it's just a straight roll.
1: Five is the one that's on top
0: five is the one that's on top that means you have rolled a five and you add zero because it's wisdom so that's all you notice great so uh what do you do
1: um i think i want to talk to the busty lady
0: a busty lady all right you walk up to the busty lady and she goes oh hi honey what can i do for you i uh my name is sarah and i am oh wait what's your fiance's name Stacy. This, I. My name is Stacy, <laughs> and uh, I am the proprietor of this here establishment. What can I get for you? I,
1: don't, I just sort of wanted to come over and see the busty lady.
0: Okay, well, she's quite busty. Hello, lady. <laughs> can I have an ale? <laughs> Absolutely. That'll be some... Uh, that'll be for copper and you would have like a money system but we're not worried about money so we'll say you have it uh do you want to ask her any questions or
1: i want to know more about the recent
0: killings in the sewers killings in the sewers oh my goodness well i know that there's an entrance to the sewers inside my basement if you ever need to access it but i might need some persuading as to why i should even open up my doors to you maybe you're the one doing the killing in the the sewers how do i know
1: well, I can assure you that I'm not the killer. However, I will help you if you help me, quid pro quo.
0: What do you want from me?
1: I want information.
0: What information do you want?
1: I want to know who you think is the killer outside of myself.
0: Okay, so what you're going to do is you're going to roll your d20. Okay. And you're going to add your charisma modifier. Oh, okay. So you got a plus three on that. I got a three you got a three plus three is six. six so my job is to determine if that's good enough is it worthy is it worthy she does not believe that you're not the killer <laughs> <me>. <laughs> so she's just like i don't know why i gotta tell you anything if you want to know who i think the killer is i think it might be you you're the one asking all these questions mm, fair enough
1: madam with the busty breasts says <laughs> my name's stacy <laughs> don't don't yeah. you forget
0: me <laughs> Here's your ale. Why don't you go sit down next to Mr. Sleepy over there? All right. Okay, so you go and sit next to Mr. Sleepy? Or do you want to go by the armchair man? There's another armchair sitting next to him that's empty. The the fire. Yes. I want to sit next to the
1: armchair man with the grimace.
0: Okay, you go and sit next to the armchair man with the grimace. uh, And he looks at you, and he doesn't say anything. What do you say?
1: Have you heard about the killings?
0: Have I heard about the killings? Of course I heard about the killings. My nephew got killed in the killings. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And I don't bring my nephew back. My nephew's name was Anthony.
1: Well, my goal is to figure out who killed Anthony.
0: Really? I'd be willing to offer you a great sum if you can figure it out and put an end to these killings.
1: I'll accept that.
0: All right. Sounds good. You got to find a way to get into the sewers now. Best of luck to you. And hopefully you can put an end to this. My, my job as the DM is also to kind of guide you to where you're going. Okay. So what you do is knowing that the basement of this establishment is a way in but she has denied you access to it. I'm not going to give you another chance to try and earn her trust because that you've already, already failed it. at that. Yeah. Yep. So what I'm going to do is say that you need to try and sneak and pick the lock of the basement door. I got the sneak attack skill. Yeah. So what you're going to do is you're going to roll a d20 and add your dex to see if you can sneak over and uh, figure out if you can pick this lock at the same time. To okay. get into the sewers. To get into the sewers. Got it. And I'm going to roll to see if she notices you. Oh. That's fine. What'd you get? Fifteen. Fifteen That's plus two is 17. seventeen. So we Ooh. actually tied. Ooh, yeah. So we will say that you get the door open just in time for her to look over and say, Hey, what are you doing? Uh-oh. And you can run into the sewers if you want. or You can confront her and have a conversation about it. I'm going to run into the sewers. You run into the sewers and you slip through her basement. And while you're in the basement... You're looking for this entrance to the sewers, and a big-ass rat has come to get you. So the way that this works is combat now. I'm not going to use minis for this. We'll use minis for the big combat here later. All right. So uh, this rat is coming at you. So what you have to do is roll initiative. So that would be your dexterity modifier to determine who goes first and who goes last. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right. So go ahead and roll your d20 and add two to it. I got
1: 16, so 18.
0: You go first. All right. So uh, this big, ginormous rat, like the size of a German Shepherd, is coming at you.
1: So to put this, let's take a step back. The rat and I just rolled against each other to decide who was going to attack first. Yes. I won that, so now I get to attack first. Yes. Okay. Now do I roll my d20? Uh, you have to t-
0: describe what you do first.
1: Oh, um, so I look at the rat, I gauge the situation... I see how big it is and decide where is its weak point. Okay. From there, I think about doing a tumble roll into Ooh,
0: action. Shit. Okay, you're going to do a tumble roll into action. Are you going to stab him with your rapier at the end of this tumble yeah, roll? Yeah, yeah,
1: right in its weak spot.
0: Right in its weak spot. Yep. All right, I love it. So go ahead and roll your 20 Okay. and uh, add 2 to that. Ah, I got a 6 plus 2 is 8. 8. Well, you, lucky enough, that's his armor class, so Excellent. you do hit. So go ahead now. You used your rapier, so you're going to use your double pyramid. Which is that guy. Roll that and add two. I have four, so plus two is six. So you roll into action and you whip out your rapier and you stab it right through the neck. But that son of a bitch is still alive. Barely, but he is still alive. There's blood running out of him, but he takes his opportunity to try and bite you. No. With an 18, that does hit your armor class. So now am I down to a 12? Oh. So I've hit your armor class, which means I've hit you. So I'm going to do some damage now. So you take two points of damage. So next to HP 30, now you'll write 28. You can just remember that 30 is your maximum. So just keep a tally of what your current hit points are. Got it. So now he has taken his turn to bite you. Go ahead and uh, describe your next attack.
1: So my next attack, first I must recover from this bite. Yes, he's got got you in the arm. As I'm holding my arm, I have to think of my next attack. My next attack will consider throwing a dagger since he got me in my non-dominant arm
0: okay sounds good you could even just stab him with it if you wanted to without throwing Ooh. it since he's i do want right to stab
1: him because i don't want to waste a, a dagger do i get to keep the dagger yeah you okay. could even
0: pick him up after you throw him oh so. okay yeah. yeah i'm gonna stab him with my dagger all right so go ahead and roll a 20 and add two because that's your deck you're almost always going to add two so i got 12 that plus is hit. 14 because we established his ac was eight you okay. have hit him so now go ahead i believe the daggers are a d4 so that's the little pyramid Yes, they so, are D4. So go ahead and roll one of those. How do I figure out which number it is?
1: The one that's facing me up? Uh,
0: L- the one that is on the top, yep, I one. believe.
1: Oh, yeah, they're all the same. One.
0: Yep. One, okay, perfect. So, and then you add your two Plus because two it's a three. dexterity weapon because you're being all finesse about it. Oh, yeah. So he only had two hit points left. So what does it look like as you stab this rat in the neck? So this is where I give you some agency to decide, like, how satisfying this kill so is. So,
1: as I stab the rat in the neck, it's it's like a slow-mo action. It's just. Right in the neck. And you can feel it. And it cuts that main vein. And all of a sudden, just all this blood just, <laughs> just coming <laughs> out of its neck. And you're like, oh, my God. I just took that rat out. And that was the first rat. I mean, it was the first anything, enemy, that I took out. So, yes. this is a big moment for me. I'm like, ah,
0: yes. You've done it. I did it. And you hear, now what's going on down there? Okay. And you, uh, you go and make your way to an opening that looks like the sewer. So you have killed the rat and you sneakily slide your way down a ladder in the basement into the sewers. And you're exploring the sewers for a little while and uh, you kind of start to hear commotion behind this door. You decide that you're gonna sneakily pass through the door and spy on some people so go ahead and roll me a sneaky sneak which would be your d20 add two for dexterity
1: 19 Ooh,
0: very good very good so nice. you're super good Since so this is a 20-sided dice it couldn't have gotten much better than that oh, wow. so you go into sneak mode and as you open the door you see bizarre foliage is in here <laughs> And, uh, you decide to creep behind that foliage and see what's going on, and you see a bald man covered in tattoos, and he's standing over this stone, and he's saying some weird enchantment, and out of nowhere, a bunch of zombies pop up from (sighs) underground. So now we're gonna start playing with miniatures, which is a level of play that some people engage in, some people don't. It's usually theater of the mind because not everybody buys hundreds of miniatures like <laughs> I do. I love the big head zombies. They yeah. are there are different tabletop games that all have miniatures. This is for a totally different game, but you can use them for whatever. So oh, I never okay. thought about that. Yeah, uh, that's why all those minis and those cabinets have like different bases to them, oh. is because they look they're from different games. So, uh, we have on the board five zombies and a sorcerer. So, every inch that you move on this board counts as five feet. Okay. You have 30 feet of movement in a round. So, the way rounds work is it takes place over the course of six seconds. So, what will happen is you'll go, I'll go, and then when it comes back to your turn, six seconds have elapsed. This does not work out great as far as storytelling, because you can have huge battles with a whole bunch of people that are over in 12 seconds of the actual game time. Jeez. So it's a little silly. So, like, if you have spells that require certain amounts of time, if you have something that takes a minute to cast it, that would be 10 rounds of combat. So, most things end well before 10 rounds of combat. So, a lot of times you'll want to prepare that before you would go busting through the door like you I just did. I would want did. to prepare
1: that, like, in my head? Like uh, you'll have go. to
0: announce, like, before you go in, I'm getting the spell ready so I can fire it off as okay. soon as I walk through the door or whatever. Because okay. right. so, there's obviously magic people and stuff. But you are a rogue. You don't have anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, you rolled super well to be hidden. So, now you are hidden. I'm going to just dole out six inches. On here for your guy. So you can determine where you go after we roll for initiative again. So we're going to determine who goes first. Good guy or bad guy. All right. I rolled very poorly. I got a 10. You got a 10. You are going first. So you see three zombies standing in the front on this uh, bizarrely... Uh, we'll, we'll say it's not grass. We'll say it's like a uh, algae moss. So there's a lot of algae moss on this first uh not not pedestal there's like a section Mm -hmm. that is a platform yeah a platform and there's a big ass rock on it and there is a pillar which is going to be a little closer to you okay so things you can do would include like you want to sneak from behind these bushes over to this pillar or you can uh try and make it over to the rock without being detected or you could just run up and stab them or you can try and get behind them you have a lot of options okay so i think i first want
1: to start with trying to get behind this pillar
0: okay so uh what you're gonna do if you want to continue to be sneaky is roll another sneak check
1: okay
0: that one yep one? 20 sided dice is almost everything 13 so you very successfully move behind that pillar so that is your movement every move my menu. To the pillar, yes. So you have moved behind this pillar. So every turn is cons- consists of bonus action, okay, regular action, and movement. So there's like a three step checklist when you uh, start a turn, right? Okay. So you have, and you can do them in whatever order you want. If it's you weird do all three yep yeah, you have well you don't have to do all three but you can do oh, all gosh, three or you can be done okay. so for you a bonus action would be to try and sneak so actually by sneaking up to that you have used your bonus action and your action okay or and your movement so, so you have an action we, yet okay so your action would be like I stab or I pick this up or I uh, I build a pyramid like whatever
1: i'm gonna stab
0: you're gonna stab so do you want to use a throwing dagger or do you want to i'm gonna use the rapier you're gonna use the rapier so which one are you gonna run up and stab the guy on the right middle or left my left your left so this guy who is closest to you by this pillar you're gonna run up and give him the old stab so in order to do that, you would have to become what's called engaged. Okay. So you'd have to be right up next to him to stab him. Got it. Make sense? Yep. So now you've run up behind him. He does not see you coming. So go ahead and roll a d20. Oh. And actually, the way that this game is going to work, maybe not the way it always works, is I'm going to give you what's called advantage. Okay. So what you're going to do is you're going to take your second d20. Yes. You're going to roll them both in the box and take the higher of the two. That is called oh. advantage because he does not see you coming. Okay. You have advantage on I killing excited. him. You could still roll poop, but wow. So I got an 18 and I got a 17. Okay, so the 18 would be the one that we are going to take. His armor class, which I don't have to tell you but I'm going to tell you is 8. All right. So you have successfully hit him. So now what you're going to do is you're going to roll your d8 for the rapier, but because you are sneaking, you also roll a d6 because that's bonus damage you do because he does not see you coming
1: d6 is the regular people dice that is correct i got a five on the d8 and a four on the d6
0: so that would be nine and then you're going to add your dexterity which is two so that would be 11 points of damage
1: Okay, so, oh, because you added them together, plus two, okay. Yep.
0: Yep. So, the bonus only applies once. So, when you're rolling the dice, all the dice in the world can happen, but you're only adding that number once. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, you've done 11 damage, so you come up behind this zombie, and you just skewer him right in the old skewer. noodle. And you have killed one zombie, but <laughs> now they are all very aware oh. of your presence, and it is time for I me to four. take my turn. Now, there are only four left, yes. But you're uh, you're fighting against the odds here, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to this. That big guy. The Whoa. big guy, the sorcerer, yes. the boss, if you will. So uh, he sees you. He's a necromancer, really. He sees you and he is not happy about your presence so he's going to conjure up this ball of darkness and he's going to hold it over his head and he's going to say magic words and he's going to throw them at you and uh, we're going to see if this hits you with an 8 and then I'm going to add 2 to that is 10 your armor class is higher than that right? Whoa. so he throws this fireball or this ball of darkness and it collides with the pillar behind you and has completely missed you Zombies do not move very fast. This zombie actually falls forward and is laying down (laughs) on his face. So that actually is a mechanic that happens. But uh, this guy is going to come up to you, and you're only going to take potentially one attack from a zombie. Okay. So I rolled a 2, so that is going to definitely be a miss. So this zombie tries to bite you, and you deftly maneuver out of the way.
1: Because of my armor class, which is 12.
0: Exactly. So I rolled a 2. I super missed you. Okay. So you are engaged with him. What that means is you can't run away from him without him potentially hitting you. Mm -hmm. I would have to roll for another attack. Or you can stay engaged with him and fuck his shit up.
1: I'm going to stay engaged with him and fuck his shit up.
0: Okay. So, and if you kill him, then you'll be able to move freely. Okay. Make sense? Yep. So go ahead and uh, roll. I'm assuming you're using your rapier. Yep. All right. Go ahead and roll your 20 and add two. You no longer have sneak attack or advantage. I have eight. 8 so, plus this 2 is two 10. Is ten. This, as we determined, the zombie's armor class is 8. So you have successfully hit him. So go ahead and roll your d8 to determine if you have killed him. 4. 4. And you have a plus two on your oh, dexterity. Oh, the
1: dexterity. Okay. Yes. Yep.
0: So that is a total six. of six. So you stab him, but he is still coming at you a little bit. I missed his head. You missed his, his head, brains. but you got him right in the neck and his head's like kind of hanging off and he's <laughs> got the sinew hanging there. Yeah. So now you're understanding how they say that this is like English nerds and math nerds mm-hmm. come together and they make this game a lot of numbers that people have to listen to yeah. so i'm i'm working on a way to properly talk about it in a podcast that's not so confusing mm-hmm. so uh you rolled your 20 so you, when next time when you roll just say i rolled a blank plus two equals blank Got it. make sense yep okay so you have now hit that zombie uh you also have a bonus action so you can try and move away from him potentially taking a hit but you can then hide Or you can just stay engaged and prepare for, like, a a fight fight. I'll remain engaged. You will remain engaged. So then that would bring your turn to an end because you're not moving and your bonus action you cannot use because you're not sneaking. Because in order to sneak... My bonus
1: action is my skill, of the sneak attack, right? Yes. Okay.
0: So that would be, uh, if he couldn't see you, he would have the opportunity to do that. Make sense? Yeah. So even if he knew you were there and you went behind the pole and you did a sneak, you could, like have climbed up the pole and he'd be like, where'd it go? <laughs> so, okay. So now that is the end of your turn. Six seconds have elapsed since you've come into this room. All right. Um. So now that zombie is going to try and bite you again. <laughs> Damn. I am rolling pissed today. I, I rolled a four and he has a plus nothing to hit you. So he misses you again. However, this zombie is going to stand up, but oh. doing that has taken his movement This one's going to come up to you, and this one's going to come up to you. I'm surrounded. You are now surrounded by zombies. So each of them is going to try and hit you. I'm just going to roll two dice. Uh, Nine does not hit, and an 11 does not hit. Wow. So the fact that you have a 12 has just saved your butt. Whoa. Okay, so these zombies are trying to get you, but you're, like, bobbing and weaving. You're doing all right. And uh, then this sorcerer is going to throw another ball of darkness at you. And he is much more likely to hit you with a eleven. Dang, he yes. does not hit you either. Man, wow. these zombies are completely garbage. All okay. right, so now it is your turn. You are completely surrounded by zombies, and another one is coming.
1: Uh, can I can I use my bonus to sneak attack? Oh, I guess that would be an attack. Or you can, can I sneak out
0: of this. Situation? What you can do is called disengage. Okay. So, as your action, instead of doing a stabby stab, you can like basically push them away from you and run. So that would involve them not biting you, but you're sacrificing your ability to do damage.
1: I'm pushing Ooh. and I'm running away.
0: Okay, sounds good. Turned so you have up to six inches of movement, which okay. you can use in any direction that you want. And uh, keep in mind, though, if you're going to climb, that takes half your movement. So I this is a climb to, and that's I a I want
1: climb. to move from one side of the moss algae green platform to the other side.
0: All right, go right ahead and okay. position yourself in such a way that... Maybe you can't be seen. That's good enough. It's an imprecise science. And then roll me a d20 to see if you hide, and I will roll one to see if we continue to see you. I got a one. So a one is called a critical failure. It doesn't matter what numbers you add to it. If you roll a one, that means you have failed. So they all are still aware of exactly where you are. Usually... That would also involve a punishment of some kind. Okay. So like if you are shooting a bow and you rolled a one, I'd be like the string of your bow has snapped oh and now you God. cannot use it anymore. That wow. sort of thing. Okay. However, this is your first time. I'm not going to kill you. And if you roll <laughs> – conversely, if you roll a 20, that's called a critical success. Okay. So it doesn't matter what you've just said. You do it. Like, there's no reason why you would fail doing it. So it okay. doesn't matter what you add. If you roll a 20, that means you're super successful. So I would have
1: definitely succeeded at hiding and moving away.
0: If you rolled a 20. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. But since you rolled a 1, you have disengaged, moved, and they are just still aware that mm-hmm. you're there. Okay. So now it is my turn again. Zombies don't move very fast. So they will just all turn walking and move zombies. Walking Dead style towards you. just say that. This guy is also going to move towards you, so he has another chance to throw a uh, ball at you, and that is actually a 12 to oh, hit you.
1: so he hit me with a 12.
0: He hit you with a 12, so then that's going to be a d10, which looks like a little top. Okay. So I'm going to roll that, and I use the metal dice, which is why it's was so fucking loud and uh so that's going to be a total of seven points of damage you take as this necrotic ball of darkness collides with your chest so then you're going to take that off of the total hp you currently have is you're going to take seven points of damage perfect so uh if you can in dark alliance you can turn on what they call battle text which shows you how much damage you're doing every time you hit them do you remember that like little numbers yeah little numbers pop up to show you exactly how much damage you're doing that is directly related to D and D and where that has come from. Awesome, makes sense. I do remember that. Note. Yeah, like yeah. you can shoot fire at people, and like yep. ones and twos are just popping yeah, yes, up constantly. Yes, yes, yes. So that's where that comes from. Is in D and D, you are rolling to see how much damage you and do. That normally would be happening right now. Exactly. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um. So now it is your turn. Okay.
1: okay. So now what I want to do is, is I think I want to
0: hide. Mm -hmm. So that
1: they're not aware of my
0: position. I like it. So go ahead and roll. Um, You would have to justify it so you can like maybe run behind the rock. Yeah, so right
1: now to give an idea, I'm on the far right side of the rock and I want to move to the far left side behind it so that I can possibly be out of visual of these
0: zombies. Okay, sounds good. So we'll say that's like half an inch of movement. Yeah. Just to do that and... You can do, like I said, you can do your movement, bonus action, whatever, in whatever order you want. So even if you wanted to run up, stab someone, and run back, you could do that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, so go ahead and roll to see if you're hidden. 14. And you have beaten my 13. Good job. So now you are hidden. So uh, what do you do?
1: Uh, I do want to attack one of the zombies. I think I want to take the one that's in the farthest back. So what I want to do is I want to sneak around behind this horde of zombies and I'm going to take out the one that is closest to me in
0: the back. That sounds like a good plan. Uh, not that I'm telling you what to do, but you could throw daggers and still get oh, sneak attack what an damage. excellent idea. I yes. think I want to try that first. Okay, sounds
1: good. So, so I will change the zombie that I'm going to attack. Does that matter? Doesn't matter. Sure. Okay, so I want to attack the zombie. Right now they're in sort of like a diamond formation. I'm going to attack the zombie on the far right side, closest to the rock.
0: Sounds good. Okay, so go ahead and roll your d20 and add the 2.
1: Got a 6 plus 2 is 8.
0: 8 points. Well, you know what? Their armor class is 8, so you have met that, which means you would get to do your damage. Okay. So the uh, throwing daggers are 1d4 plus 2. So go ahead and roll that little pyramid and add 2.
1: And a 1 plus 2 is
0: 3. 3 points of damage, so I will keep track of bad guy's health. And... Uh, that would be... Oh, actually, you have Sneak Attack, too. So go ahead and roll another six, which is the normal people dice. Ah, oh, yes. Add that Oh, I got six. You got a six. Plus six. six. Well, no. no, you don't add anything okay. else. So you got your plus two, and you rolled a one, so that's three. And then you rolled a six, so that is a total of nine points of damage. That zombie is what we call bloodied, which means he is almost dead. There's a knife sticking out between his eyes right Does now. this
1: also include... Do we know which zombie I hit the first time around that I didn't actually kill? Yes. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's uh, this guy. Here. Okay. So okay. I'm, I'm keeping track of all that. All right. Uh, usually I have little markers that say, like, this one took damage, that one took gotcha, damage, gotcha. whatever. But, Okay. So you have now hit him, but you are exposed again. So they know where you are, but that dude has taken a hit. You can still move another five and a half inches in whatever direction you want.
1: I'm gonna move another.
0: Basically behind that pillar yeah, would that's be a what great. I was I'm so. Uh, in not board game mechanics that would mean that he has about 25 feet of movement so about 25 feet away is that pillar so he's able to run maybe even power slide behind it and stand up and hopefully at the beginning of his next turn he'll be able to hide so in the position that you're in it's called obscured so any ranged attacks like his crazy darkness ball thing are going to have disadvantage to hit you. Because I'm right behind the pillar. Exactly. You have some cover there. So what that would mean, disadvantage means you roll two 20-sided dice. Well, I will. And uh, you take the lower of the two. Because you remember when you had advantage you Mm -hmm. rolled them and took took the the higher. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm going to roll two 20s and take the lower of the two. I rolled a 13 and a 16. So that will be a 13 plus 3 is 16 which will hit you. Mm Mm-hmm. So then I'm going to roll my d10 uh, that will be four points four of damage yes four points off of your hit points I apologize listeners if this is less fun than it seems but when you're actually playing the game it's a lot of fun it's enjoyable it definitely
1: it, it, you can see the visual in front of you and it, it because when i imagine dnd i just sort of imagine not the minis or or the platform like miles has a lego little thing going on it's, it's
0: actually <laughs>
1: really cool it makes it more visually I don't know, relevant
0: yeah the the minis come into hand when it's just it's easier to show you what's going on than yeah, to tell you what's yeah. going on so you only really use them in combat scenarios but that's okay so uh That was what he did. The zombies are going to turn around and are approaching you. Not swiftly, but they are approaching you. Hmm. So for reference, these two are the ones who have taken damage. The guy that has a weird chunk of his scalp missing. And the guy who's closest-ish to you. Second closest guy to you. Okay. So that is bad guy's turn. And now it is your turn. Alright, so for
1: my next move, um, I think I want to stay behind this pillar. And I just want to go straight for... This zombie at the front of the line,
0: the unharmed zombie yes. at the front of the line. Okay, so you're going to stay behind and Actually, throw something at him.
1: Which one of these is harmed? Is that one?
0: These two on your, the closest to where you are sitting. These two that are changes the damaged ones. Then. Yes. So what I want to do is this one has a knife sticking out between his eyes. I want to
1: complement that knife with another knife in between his eyes. So Sounds I'm going to throw a throwing dagger from behind the pillar. Is Sounds that good. possible. Okay. Yep. Sounds good. That's what
0: I will do. So go ahead and roll your 20. Uh, If you want to try and sneak now, you would get sneak attack damage, but they would know where you are. Or you can save that and hide. I'm
1: going to save that and
0: hide. All right, so go ahead and roll your 20 and add 2 for damage. So I got 7 plus 2 would be 9. And their number is 8, so you have successfully hit him. There is nothing that you can roll with your D4 that will not kill him. Okay. Because he only has one hit point left. So you successfully... Drop a second knife into his forehead, which brings you have five throwing daggers before, so now you are down to three. Okay. Does that make sense? Yep. All right. When
1: do I have the opportunity to go back and pick
0: them up? Whenever you run up and pick them up. Okay. You have to be close enough, obviously, to pick them up, Mm -hmm. but you... To engage. Yes. Well, you have about 30 feet of movement. You haven't moved an inch, so you can still move and hide yet.
1: So I would like to move,
0: pick up both of these throwing daggers? You can totally pick them both up, yeah.
1: Because they were both in that zombie.
0: Yeah, so okay. in your run, you, you're you running away. You just scoop them up on the way and continue to move.
1: Yeah, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to move out of behind this pillar, and I'm going to scoop up both of these throwing knives out of the zombie and go back around behind this rock.
0: Sounds good. Um, so it'll take about... Ten feet of movement to run up to the zombie. You're dodging all these other zombies. And you grab the two knives out of his forehead, and then you take off and you go and slide behind this rock. And you're gonna roll a twenty to see if you can hide again. And I'll roll one to see if I see you. I rolled a critical fail. I rolled a nine. It doesn't matter. You've Excellent. I have critically failed, so I do not see you. You are uh, like w- you are like Rob Riggle in Twenty One Jump Street, where they like paint him <laughs> to look like the background. That's basically what <laughs> has just happened to you. <laughs>
1: All right, so I'm hidden.
0: You are now hidden. I'll take this dead zombie away. Right,
1: we got three left.
0: You got three zombies left and the big guy. Yes. So because they do not see you, they can't really attack you. So now we'll just kind of put them in various directions. So
1: they've gone from being in a horde of three to... Spread out. Yes.
0: This guy is going to go over here and he's going to start saying an the incantation. Necromancer. The Necromancer is going to start saying an incantation over this uh, bizarre rock with runic symbols in it. And uh, if you do not stop him, something may happen on the next round. Okay. Makes sense? Yep. It is now your turn. Okay. So what I want to do from here... How many feet do I have left? Uh, you have 30 feet. It's your new turn. Okay. Oh, so I get 30 feet each time. Yes. Oh, wow. You can move 30 feet in six seconds. Is what basically. I
1: want to do is, is I want to go... Across the way to this pillar and hide behind it in order to understand more what is the necromancer trying to do.
0: Okay, so we're gonna roll for some uh, stealth hidey stuff. got
1: a fifteen.
0: I got a six, so you remain hidden when you go over there. Are you going to throw a dagger at him? Or I are you would like stay? to
1: throw a dagger at him. Actually, I'd like to weigh out the situation a little bit more, observe, and then decide from there. So I don't want to do anything else.
0: Okay, well, I will give you some flavor here. Uh, the runes are starting to glow on this stone, and oh. he is... His eyes are rolling in the back of his head. Oh, no. That means he's getting super powerful. He's doing something power-related. Are you going to continue to not? Are you going to throw a knife at him? No, I want to throw a dagger at him with that being in mind. Go ahead and throw your dagger. So roll a 20 and add two.
1: I rolled an 18 plus two is 20.
0: Beautiful. So you definitely hit him. So because you are sneaking, you also get sneak attack damage. So roll a d4, which is your little pyramid, and roll a d6, which is the normal people dice, and then add two.
1: So I got a 4 plus a 5, which is 9, plus 2 would be 11.
0: 11 points of damage against this sorcerer is pretty darn good. And you have broken his concentration. So the runes have stopped glowing, and he has a knife in his shoulder. So uh, he's not happy with you, but he knows where you are now. Mm -hmm. Okay, now it is my turn. Unless, yeah, you have done your bonus action by hiding and your main action by attacking and you have moved. So now it is my turn. So I'm going to roll to see if the Necromancer hits you with another Darkness Ball, which is going to be a uh 14. I so my armor class is 12. Yes, so that means I hit you because it is higher than 12. Gotcha. Uh, but I only do three more points of damage with this Darkness Ball. So I take three off of my HP. That is correct. Got it. And then these zombies are now aware of where you are, but they also, like I said, do not move very fast. Okay. So they are on their way to you. Now it is your turn. Now I, um, what is the necromancer doing at this point? He just threw a darkness ball at you and his eyes are fixated. And it hit me. Okay. So Mm -hmm. I
1: think I want to, I want to continue with my attack on the necromancer.
0: Okay. Um, I'm going to do another throwing
1: dagger on him. Sounds good. So I need to roll a d20. Correct.
0: I rolled a five, plus two would be seven. So this one goes wide and totally misses him. Okay. So was my turnover now? That was your action. You have a bonus action and movement yet.
1: My bonus action, I think I want to try and use my sneak attack to come back across to this pillar. Is that possible?
0: Uh, you have six inches of movement, uh, so you're going to no, try and miss. stealth. So. Okay. You could... I want to I stealth across to this rock. All right, sounds good. So you're going back behind the big-ass rock, and you're going to be stealthing it out. So go ahead and roll a 20 to see if you are stealthing. I got a uh, I
1: don't know what I got.
0: <laughs> what does it say?
1: <laughs> uh, That's
0: that one. Uh, that's a
1: nine. Okay,
0: so I got a nine. I got a 19. So, uh, the sorcerer is aware of where you are, (laughs) but the zombies are not aware of where you are. Okay. So that is how that went. So you can get a sneak attack on the zombies, but not the sorcerer from where you are. But that would be on your next turn. Okay. Okay, so sorcerer is going to throw a ball of darkness at you, and he rolled a 13 on the dice plus three. So that is going to be a d10 of damage. This may be too hard. I rolled a 0 on the d10, which is a 10. Okay, so... You take 10 points wow. of max so damage. so to give everybody an idea, I'm
1: down to 4 HP.
0: So as a bonus action, you can drink that healing potion on your turn. I would
1: like to do that.
0: Yes, when your turn comes up, that's what we will do. Okay. And actually, it's your turn right now, because okay. the zombies don't know where you are. Okay, do I roll the d20? N- uh, no, for your, uh, if you're trying a to d6. heal, you just roll a d6 and you add four to that number because that is the property of your healing potion. Right. Oh, I got a one. Oh, man. So All you get right. at least uh, five, five points of health back. So now we are at nine HP. That is correct. Okay, so now you have a action and movement yet.
1: All right, so my next movement slash action, I'm going to come across outside of this. This rock that I'm behind, there is a zombie at the front of the rock. So I'm going to come around right behind him and try and get him right in the head. I'm going to use the rapier for that.
0: Perfect. And because he does not know where you are, you are still sneaking by his perspective. Okay. So you are going to be able to get sneak attack damage. So go ahead and move yourself up. Okay. Um... I can't remember if that's the guy who's hurt or not, but we'll say he is. So go ahead and roll your 20 to see if you hit him with advantage. So roll two of them.
1: They have an armor class of 8, so I need more than an 8.
0: Yep. So go ahead and roll both your uh, d20s.
1: Oh, because I have the advantage. Yes. So that worked out. I rolled a 9 and an an 11.
0: 11. Okay. Either way, you have definitely hit him. Okay. So go ahead and roll a d8 and a d6.
1: So I rolled combine a 1 and an 8, which would be 9, plus... 2. 2 would be 11.
0: So you run up behind the zombie, and you stab him right through the spinal cord, just (laughs) right in the head. Got him. So now there are two zombies left on the board, and the necromancer. And I'm
1: exposed
0: right now. You're very exposed right now, and they are aware of where you are. So these zombies are coming up on you, but they're not quite there, so you can still maneuver a little bit. And this, uh, this... sorcerer if you haven't picked it up yet he is most dominant at being a ranged attacker so if you had gotten up close with him you you would be doing oh,
1: i should have caught up on that
0: yeah yeah because he's he's doing some serious damage from a range mm-hmm. here but he only rolled a two so he is in does not hit you and now it is your turn Bad
1: aim. all right so from now what i'm gonna do is i am going to try and get
0: behind that pillar closest to him again? Yes, you can. Alright,
1: I would like to do that. I would like to go across the way to the pillar. Do I need to... Uh,
0: If you're trying to sneak, you would roll for sneak.
1: Okay, I'm rolling for sneak. I rolled a 16.
0: Okay, and then I'm going to roll... And I rolled a 1, so he has lost you.
1: Okay, so I'm completely hidden at this point behind the pillar. I'm very close to um, the Necromancer. I think I'm going to go in for the kill. Or at least try and hit him. Actually, no, I'm going to do a throwing dagger. I have five again, because I picked him up off the zombie.
0: You are down to four, because you missed him with one.
1: Oh, that's right. It went yes. right by him. So I'm down to four. I would like to use a throw-in dagger. Okay. Um,
0: and then you can roll with advantage, so you will use both your d20s and take the higher of the two to see if you can hit.
1: So I... <laughs> I rolled a 5 and a 6. You rolled a 5 and a 6, <laughs> neither of
0: which are going to be good enough. No. <laughs> so you throw another dagger, and it misses him completely. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna Since he rolled a 1 last time, okay. I will say that he is still not aware of where you are because okay. he just heard the knife, and he's like, whoa, where'd that come from? Okay. And uh, then I'm going to search for you with a 13. So go ahead and roll a 20 to uh, contest if you stay hidden.
1: I have a 10, so I'm not hidden anymore.
0: You are no longer hidden. He is aware of where you are, but that was his action. And as a bonus action, he's going to start waving his hands over the runes again. Okay. And these zombies are nowhere near fast enough to catch up to you. All right.
1: Then I am going to actually go in and try and do a full contact attack.
0: All right. So we can say that you have managed to run up behind this crazy runic symbols, and you have your rapier in hand, and you're going for the kill. Let's see it. D20? D20. Always a D20. 12. Twelve. His armor class is 12, so you would also add 2 to it, but that's okay. So you have hit him. Okay. So then go ahead and roll a d8 and a d6 because he had lost you. Oh, no, he didn't. He found you. Whatever. It's fine. Go ahead and roll a d8 and a 6 for damage.
1: So I rolled a 5 and a 6, which would be 11, plus 2 would be 13, right? Okay. What does it look like as you kill this necromancer? All right. So as I'm going up, the runes, they're lit up, and... I come in He's still focused on the runes His eyes are lit up He can't see that I'm there And I just stab him Right in the heart Oh! And the light The light just goes From a bright red
0: To a very very dark blue To a black And he falls down To the ground And he is fucking dead And because their master is dead The zombies also fall dead Yes so you have successfully ended this encounter. Wow. Now, uh, what most rogues would do is go, I loot. I go through his body yes. and I find all of his things. I want all his things. He has a special... Uh, a special...
1: Looting ability?
0: Uh, well, no, not really, no. Uh, what you would do is, we'll say you roll a wisdom right now. So whatever your d20 is, add zero to it.
1: <laughs> I'm not smart, rogue.
0: See if not he has yet. anything hit. Oh, I'm a 15. You're 15. Okay, so you find his big scary staff and a bag of gold, and you are set... And we'll say that you go back to the tavern, and you have accomplished your mission, and you get another big old bag of gold. Cool. And that is that is Dungeons and Dragons in wow. a nutshell. that was a,
1: I enjoyed that. I don't know, like I don't know if it was very easy for everyone that's listening to follow along, but the visual and so, it, it was it, it was fun. I enjoyed that.
0: Good. I'm glad you liked it. I'd like so, to do it again for sure. Yeah. And usually, um, usually when you play the combat goes a little quicker because there's a whole bunch of people also killing people and uh the encounters in the tavern would have been a much larger percentage of things because everybody's talking to somebody and doing something and you guys are sitting at a table and like discussing what the next move is or whatever and you have a big skill and all that'll that be cool yeah it'll be a good time so uh this is sort of a little preview of the podcast that i have brewing i have not named it yet so this is uh kind of sucky that i can't 100 percent promote it but we're recording our first episode tonight so uh keep yourselves posted i will let you know what the name is when and it's on and it will not be on this channel it will be on a different channel but uh Thank you so much for coming and playing games with me and talking to me about Dark Elias, Tanner.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. This was was definitely an enjoyable experience, and it was nice just to see you again.
0: Yeah, man, it's been too long. We'll have to make more of a habit out of it. Definitely. I also want to thank uh, the band Memoria for the use of our theme song, Demeter, off of the album Daughter of the Seasons. You guys can find that on Bandcamp uh, if you type in Memoria Metal, M-E-M-O-R-I-A. Metal on Bandcamp, and it is excellent. There's some super good music on there, and uh, I want to thank you guys for liking, rating, and subscribing because that's what's gonna get this podcast some traction. I appreciate you listening. I do this, guys. I do this for you guys, so I hope that you appreciate it as much as we have fun doing it. Alrighty, until the next time, you guys have a good night, good life, and I wish you all well. Later on, um, take care.